to understand love, we have to take into consideration what our conception of love is. If we don't have a conception of love, we're going to have trouble putting it into practice and into play. So when we say love, what do we mean? Do we mean the relationship between a man and a woman? Do we mean we miss that kind of a relationship? Do we mean the relationship between a child and a parent? Uh, what exactly are we talking about? And when we talk about true love, when we talk about the love that sustains the world, what in fact are we talking about? What kind of love is that? Now, if we understand the concept that love sustains the world, then we have an idea of what we're looking for when we think about love. What is so powerful that it sustains creation? What is so powerful that it keeps everything going? And what kind of gentility does that have to have in order to allow everything to happen while it's happening without the need to interfere? What is the grace that brings it and keeps it going? What kind of love generates us? And how is this love continuously generated? What's the aspect of the qualities that it comes from? What's the nature of the being that this kind of love comes from? And how can we interact with that nature? How can we put ourselves next to that nature? How can we set an intention to love in that way? It begins with looking at all the reasons that we want love and need love and desire love. And the need, the want, and the desire for love are hurdles that we have to jump over. In other words, we have to give up our need for love, we have to give up our want for love, we have to give up our desire for love. We need to yearn to be in the midst of love, to be able to spread love to others. And to receive what we give, as opposed to receiving in some other way. So, if you can get to the state where love is so powerful within you, and your connection to the people that you see and the things that you do is so strong that what you want to do is assist them in maintaining themselves, in helping them in whatever way possible, then your love 
will be the love that you see in them from what you give them. And then you've transcended worldly kinds of aspirations, worldly kinds of loves. Every other way that we get involved with love is going to be a difficulty. The only people who can return the kind of love that we're talking about here is the people who've gotten in the same state as that. So for a true marriage to work in a state of love, it has to have two partners who've transcended the need but have gotten to the point where the giving becomes the purpose of this love. In other words, it's God's love. And the two people are in love with Allah to such an extent that they embrace each other in that love. And that's when a relationship between people becomes real. In other situations, it can't become real because desire isn't real. And as long as there's desire in the relationship, it's not real. As long as I'm wanting something, I ain't loving something. When I stop wanting it, and I can give towards it, then there's a love relationship. The way Allah loves us, he doesn't need anything from us. He has everything. Well, can we get content in that same way? Can we get content in ourselves that same way? Because when we are content in ourself, then we can find love. My sheikh told me that it's better to live in your own rat hole than in somebody else's castle. You need your dignity. You need your own repose. You need your own peace. You need your own place. You need to be at peace with yourself, no matter what the circumstances are. And when we reach that kind of peace, then love becomes available. Because we're in the state that we can give it. And until we're in the state that we can give it, we can't be part of it. Love is received through giving. Love is received through giving. Prayer only occurs when you're in a state of grace. As the Sheikh said, only Allah can truly pray to Allah. So if we're in a true state of love, which is God's love, only one in the state of God's love can give love and receive true love. So we need to see ourselves differently than the way most humans look at themselves. We have to see ourselves as transcended from this form, as transcended from our desires, as transcended from our needs, as bigger than any of those things. We need to see ourselves unattached to the things that we see. A small hole is enough for us.
because we have everything inside of us. Nothing is lacking. When things are lacking in our consciousness, immediately desire comes into play to try to fill that hole. And then what we do is we try to fill that hole with things other than God's love. We look for ways to satisfy ourselves with worldly love. And all that happens is we are led to mistakes, disappointments, and tears. But sometimes, in those tears of despair, you might be able to realize what true love is. Because in that despair, you realize that you have been looking for it in the wrong place, and then the door opens to the right place. So tears in search for love are often very important, because just like the addict who hits bottom and then realizes he needs to turn in another direction, we, when we hit despair, need to realize we need to turn in another direction. That the despair has come, not because of what's lacking, but because of what we think is lacking. Because nothing is lacking. And it's only when our faith gets to the strength that nothing is lacking can we be participatory in true love. Can we stand next to the lovers and be one of them. And then the true joy of existence comes into our being because now we're whole. There's nothing missing. There's nothing that we need. And when we don't need, we can give. And when we can give, we can love. And it's only through that that true love can come into our being. May Allah allow that uh, for each of us.